Hey, the Sharks have one regulation win in their last 13 games. What a time to be alive, ladies and gentlemen. Check out the new intro. Nice. Hey, ladies. Oh, wait. How'd that get in there? Hey, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the unfiltered, unedited, uncensored commercial-free Sharks podcast that is the Pucknologist here on Teal Town USA. You can keep us commercial-free by using that Super Chat option during these live shows, or better yet, find us on Venmo at Teal Town USA. Remember, if you're new, subscribe to this YouTube channel, please. Leave your take in the comment section if you weren't able to join us live. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast catcher, Hit subscribe there. If you're on Apple, leave us a review. Five stars are always appreciated. And hey, Jerkman, you, uh, I think we heard from Wheels. Uh, might have heard from somebody else. But shout out to the peeps that won all of our contests. And uh, apologies for the delivery delays, but better late than never. Am I right? <laughs> you know, the free goodies uh, are, are pretty good. So they say. You so know, they I mean, say. It, it's, you know, I, I, I for one love free stuff. And so... We, you know, to to share in the love of free stuff is, uh, you know, I think it's good for everybody. The free tchotchke, if you will. Yeah, you know, there's a there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of depressed, empty bookshelves out there that that need a little something, you know. <laughs> ah, I like it. So this week the Sharks threw up four games. Well, they, uh, I feel like maybe the they joke... threw up on themselves. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say there was a misjoke in there, but they played four games this week, picked up two of eight points, going one and three. Uh, if you listened to Jerkin' Us last week, we came damn close to predicting that one right on the button. Uh, 67 games into the season, the Sharks have 50 points, and boom, bottom of the division. You love to see it. Dude. 31 out of 32 in the league by points percentage. However, the Blue Jackets are just behind them, three points back, but have two games in hand, including one this Tuesday. At SAP Center, San Jose, you know what you need to do. <laughs> Just saying. This week, the Sharks found a rare comeback win in Winnipeg. Got their lips a little bloodied in Colorado. Could not hold another lead in St. Louis and came up short against the hottest team in the NHL, the Minnesota Wild. Some of the items we're also going to get into tonight include some trade tidbits from Friedman and LeBron. Uh, NHL expansion rumors. Give me a break. Ending league-mandated initiatives. A new era of hockey jerseys. The NHL might take a page from the NFL. Corey Perry got split up the middle. An update on a good week for the Barracuda. A master class in marketing hockey and more. We're going to start with that game in Winnipeg. But before we begin, I have to throw out a stick tap and a big thanks to my man, Brody Brazil. This is usually when I wait. Whenever that name gets mentioned, jerk, the, you know, auto response is. I mean. <laughs> You've already ruined I, it. Not, not, you know, I mean, there's, you know, I, just uh, no comment. <laughs> so, who? <laughs> but anyway, uh, Brody put, if you didn't, if you missed it, Brody put out a, uh, a, awesome video that kind of promoted uh, my 
custom jersey mashups and whatnot. So I can't say thanks enough for that. I, I thought that was really cool of him to do. Although I take a little bit of umbrage in him referring to me, what was it? Shark super fan. Sure. Okay. I mean, kind of tell just based on what's hanging on the wall behind me. Sure. I'll, I'll take that. I'll own that one. But then he called me sports entrepreneur. I don't know about that one. <laughs> but then called me like Teal Town USA media mogul, which I'm like, whoa, we're laying it on a little thick. <laughs> no, I think no, 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 no. I, I don't think that's, I don't think that's thick at all. I think it's it's quite apt, actually. Oh, you know? I don't know about that one. I'm just saying, you know, uh, we are the only fan-driven San Jose Sharks podcast to be credentialed for two NHL All-Star <laughs> games and an outdoor game. Oh, man. Oh, is that in your bio? Uh, dude, I don't <laughs> make the rules. I just read them. <laughs> so let's start with Winnipeg. Oh, Hurdle. Why'd you have to do it, man? Ten, you were 10 seconds away. And you no, had... you know what? I Here's the thing. I have a conspiracy theory here. Oh, whip it out. So there was a lot of grumbling about the Sharks coming back and winning this game. Yes? I was one of them. Yeah, and a lot of people in the Discord, too, which it's like, as an aside, like, damn it, you know, let people be excited about something. <laughs> um, you know, if, if somebody, if, if somebody you you or someone you know who got hyped over, uh, you know, Couture, uh, I'm sorry, Hurdle scoring the tying goal, you know what? Let that person be hyped. Sure. Um, but, however, but let me be disappointed. Okay, fine, but don't 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 make your disappointment everyone else's problem. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you new here? <laughs> um, but here's my conspiracy theory. So, okay, the Sharks win this game in overtime, and yeah, it's annoying because you know losing is great and all that stuff. Sure. But what you know? What if I told you that the Sharks lost this game and then came back against uh, the Avalanche and the Blues and won two in a row in regulation? Oh, I'd be more upset. So you have to look at it like this: Hey, the Sharks got a win on Monday against Winnipeg. They've they've hit their win cachet for this next little stretch, so we can expect some losses. But if the Sharks keep losing, that means a win is coming. So you have to <laughs> expect it every now and again. <laughs> I suppose. I mean, law of averages, dude. No, sure. you find me the team that's going to go winless in a season. <laughs> I mean, Columbus was trying. They were trying. <laughs> uh, Reimer starts this 4-3 uh, overtime win. Winnipeg coming into this with one regulation win over their last four home games. So, you know, of course you had hope. Now, the, the funny thing about this game, all the tinfoil hat wearers will tell you that the power play discrepancy is due to Quinn laying into the officials the previous game. You remember against the Capitals? Oh, let's let's just say Quinn. I don't Fixed know. him like a cheap suit. Yeah, probably probably would have gotten bleeped a couple times. Uh, a couple. Yeah, I mean, Gord Dwyer wasn't involved in the Winnipeg game. He was actually involved in the next game, which we'll get to in a second. But two power play chances for the Sharks. Six for. Winnipeg I just whatever you want to call it like that it, it still took the league another two days to figure out how much they were going to charge him but I you know what I think if you after that game against the Capitals if you think the NHL officials have some kind of vendetta against the Sharks um, that's fine you're more than welcome to believe that yeah it's not the officials um, it's Batman. but 
but while you're at it, while you're at it, can you let me know how Santa Claus is doing? I haven't heard from him for a while. It's uh, at least a couple months, right? Like, I mean, I know it's 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 easy, you know, the the public outcry route. It's easy. It's the easy route. It's fun. It's sexy, right? But like, you still gotta like. Th- there's a thing between your ears that I've heard is really helpful <laughs> if you use it from time to time. <laughs> uh, for the first time in forever, the sharks score first and don't collapse. Huge. All right. Hurdle scores in his second straight game. Uh, there's going to be a lot of talk about Hurdle this week because he was like the one guy who was throwing him up. Uh, despite getting an assist on the opening goal, LeBanc plays only 531, gets stapled to the bench, doesn't play in the last 12 minutes, no overtime, although Couture ended it pretty quickly. But, uh, I mean, why not call up someone else if this is going to continue? I don't... Yeah, I'm... It. it you know, I... You know, I, I'm, I, I'm really hoping that next Saturday when they have their uh, their quote-unquote mandated initiative, I hope that they put like a little asterisk on it where it's like a shirt that I want to see them give away a shirt that says hockey is for everyone, asterisk, on the back. It says asterisk, unless your name is Kevin LeBanc. Then maybe not so much for you. I, I just wonder... You know, I, I, and you know, I still felt like leading up to the trade deadline, I still felt, and I still do feel like there is a market for Kevin LeBanc somewhere else. But I wonder if, like, we're trending towards, um, you know, the offseason, in the offseason, uh, Mike Greer just saying, you know, like, it's not working out. We're just going to, whatever, buy you out or, you know, <laughs> give you away for nothing, which, <laughs> Yes, I and, and like I do. I, I am of dude. The if, if they eat four point two million dollars, I'm gonna be so pissed. I mean, it, the thing is, like, they have to get rid of him. There's no way about it. But at least get something for him. I mean, if you want to, like, you know, if you want to be, uh, how do I say this? You want to be looking on the bright side of things, and I know this will this will on peel this your podcast. Out. Yeah, you know, this will peel your banana. I think. Um, if the Sharks were to buy out Kevin LeBanc, it's actually a quite friendly, quite friendly buyout cost. You know, uh, he would uh, next season, he would drop right now. For those who don't know, he's at four and three quarter million dollars. He would drop down to eight hundred thousand next year. And then the year after that, one point nine million. All right. That's stomachable. That's what I'm saying. Like I that. Uh, as it's obvious, buyouts are a last resort. But anybody who's been in a position where you have to choose your last resort, it's nice that your last resort is not that bad, right? Yeah, like I, I don't hate that. But my whole thing is, look, there have been worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, my my whole thing is just the fact that look, unless some miracle of fortune occurs between now and next October, the Sharks are not going to make the playoffs next year. They are what? <laughs> they're going to be bad. Are they going to be as bad as this year? We'll see. Depends on who's in net, I would assume. But they will still not be good. So my whole thing is like, well, if they're not going to be good, you know what? Just get free and clear of that. The money's already paid for. Just get them off the books wholesale. Maybe you can find somebody to take them at the Basically, deadline. You're just saying wait it out. Yeah, just wait it out because they're going to suck again next year. Like, if it, you know, if LeBanc was the anchor, if it wasn't for LeBanc, we'd make the playoffs. Then I'd be like, <laughs> sure, buyout. Absolutely. So, here, Here's the other side of the coin, though. If you're from the, and, and this is just 
me speaking out loud. There's no intel on this, but let's just say you're Kevin LeBanc and you want to go somewhere else and you don't, and you have to stay in San Jose again. From the perspective of Mike Greer, do you want a potentially corrosive element in your locker room? I make him the 13th forward and just tell him to stay home. <laughs> I don't know. Is there, I mean, what is corrosive about LeBanc from all... No, I'm just saying, like, you know, if somebody doesn't want to be somewhere, but they have to be, you know, it's easy for people to get. (laughs) So like Eric Carlson, you're saying. (laughs) I mean, it's easy for people to get disillusioned. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Who are you talking to? (laughs) Been disillusioned for three years now. Uh, um, Good game for Eric Carlson in this one, though. Gets uh, assists on the game tying goal and the game winning goal. Not named one of the game stars in this, so obviously telling you that everybody submits that shit about five minutes before the end of the game. So no, it, it tells you that the three stars mean absolute dick. That's what it's telling you. Yeah, for the most part, it's right up there with again, plus I, minus. I, again, baby. Again, I know a guy named Santa Claus who would love to talk to you about the three stars. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's move on to Colorado. This this was a game. <laughs> I wish I would. I wish I would. I'm, I'm surprised you it. can call it that, dude. Like, I think that's disrespecting games. <laughs> the idea of hockey games? Mm. Yeah, I, 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 like, I don't, I think that was, that was like, if you've ever seen the first Mighty Ducks movie, where, like, you know, when they're just trying to get their bearings and they're absolute crap, that was this game. Yeah. I'm in, in the chat. <laughs> Do you see a situation where LeBanc is buried next season? Yeah, just like he's been buried this season. No, I don't. No, I. I don't think I like. I don't think they would assign him to the AHL because the same kind of thing. You no, don't no, want... no. I'm not saying bury him in the A. I'm saying thirteenth. Well, that's what Rob thir- is saying, though. That's oh, what Rob's saying. I meant. Oh, okay. I meant like thirteenth forward. But because you, you're not going to bury like you know, you if you don't want somebody who's potentially corrosive in your NHL lineup, you sure as hell don't want him in the AHL. I think what you were saying, like if it gets to a situation where it is corrosive. It's just, you know what, we'll keep paying you, but don't even show up, and then we'll try and trade you, mm-hmm. you know? Well, this Colorado game, whew. Kakanen gets the start. After a six-game win streak, the Avs come in on a nine-game losing streak, including back-to-backs where they had given up seven goals in each game. But mm-hmm. as we've said many times before, nothing can cure a losing streak like playing the San Jose Sharks. The second game of back to backs, the third game in four days, the fourth game in six days, playing at altitude. Oh, the excuses were plentiful. The broadcast with a lot of reminders that the Sharks got into Denver late. Uh, this man here, let me just if only they had an extra hour of sleep. Gosh darn it, that's all they might have lost six to one. I don't think I could sum this game up any better than just by giving you a graphic to look at. I mean, this game was 5 nothing before the Sharks got their third shot on goal. That's just how bad it was. They ended with 13 shots on goal. They were kaput. That reminds me of, uh, there was a, a few years ago, back when, when Paul Maurice was playing uh, when he was coaching for the Winnipeg Jets, it reminds me he the Jets they got completely creamed in a game, and he met with the media afterwards. And he, I think I th- I honestly think this was all that he said was you know the <laughs> like the uh, you know the the team the um, 
the pregame meal sucked, the warm-up sucked, the game <laughs> sucked, everything sucked. And then he paused, and he was like, I just hope the plane works. <laughs> and I'm like, that was this game. Dude, I that's just stellar. hope the plane works. Oh, that's that... this game, is it not? Oh, so this game. <laughs> uh, Kakinen gets yanked 245 into the second. I mean, it was just, it was such a shit show. Even Reimer took a penalty in this one for holding. Good. I don't know what the hell he's doing in the corner. But, uh, and then the better part of this was Hedekin saying, I think the ref should put the whistle away in this situation because, you know, Colorado is just pumping the hell out of the Sharks at that point. I'm just kind of like, ah, come on, penalty's a penalty. I mean. Well, and and something that's black and white like that. Yeah, I think even Reimer would go, yeah, I fucked up. Yeah, like it's, you know, what just just because they, like, and they always, there's always this debate, right, where some some penalties are, situational and then there are others where like you at you have to call it like there's no other way about it and the one with Reimer specifically like that's one where you have to call it like if if I was on the Colorado bench and one of my guys is getting getting roughed up by the goalie I would be fuming <laughs> oh of course like a stick gets thrown on the ice in that situation absolutely uh but something else did get thrown on the ice in this game uh I mean straight up throw up <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> throw up thrown on sorry no, no, yeah. no. You said thrown on. I'm Ooh. talking, I think the Sharks threw up in this game. Oh, yeah. You, you might be right. Well, altitude, it'll do that. <laughs> uh, I mean, the Sharks just got what pumped. What if this game was in Tahoe, right? <laughs> Colorado loves to play there, especially after midnight. <laughs> uh, look, Sharks got pumped by the better team. It's the worst loss of the season, in my opinion. Even, I mean, you can sit there and go, what about 7-1 versus Edmonton? No, this was... This was worse. But the silver lining, if you really want to find one, is that the Sharks did not allow any goals in the third. <laughs> now, if you, I think we brought this up before. The Sharks are like dash 30 in goal differential in the third period. So small victories, I assume. Uh, but when a team's up 6 nothing, I think they're kind of like, yeah, maybe we just stop trying until they like actually score on us, perhaps. I mean, they had already said that, uh, oh, God, what, Bednar? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they said that, like, you know, and we're just going to keep rolling out the third and fourth lines, let them pump up their minutes. But the big news of this one, of course, being that Gord Dwyer, the official that Quinn got into it with, again, uh, versus that Capitals game, Gord Dwyer officiated this game. And you'll remember it all started with Washington because Dwyer's crew missed Couture taking a high stick. And, uh, you know, it came down on Wednesday that the NHL fined Quinn 25 G's. I don't know why it took so long. I don't, first off, I don't know why it took so long, but I also think it's so ridiculous. And multiple people have brought this up that it's like the guy said words and it's 25 Mm -hmm. G's yet. Another guy can slew foot a guy or whatever and, and have to pay five grand. And you could potentially put the guy out for two weeks. I mean, yeah depending on what happens. But well, of course that's the CBA. Well, here's the thing. Who the these words that you're referring to, yes? <laughs> Who are they directed at? Gordwire. And what does Gordwire do for a living? Uh thin skin officiating? He's a referee. <laughs> and last I looked. And we've talked ad nauseum about the uh, 
kid gloves, multiple pairs of kid gloves that the NHL wears with the officials. And this is a prime example of it. Now, here's the thing. I, I don't know about you. I've had people yell, you know, and, and I, if you've seen YouTube's new rules on swearing, <laughs> I've had people yell, fuck you to my face. Never once was I upset about it. Never once did I feel like that person needed to pay a fine. Yeah, so I'm just kind of like, hey, fuck you too. And I'm and, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm just a guy. Right. Gord Dwyer has been doing this forever. I <laughs> doubt he was all that busted up about the situation. Right. Mm-hmm. So fuck your feelings. <laughs> I, I just again, you know, I it, it would be a waste of time to go through it again because we've talked about it. But the the officials, it, it, they're untouchable. And this is another example of that. So silly. And that, that's not, and and that's not to say that Dwyer or anybody else should have gotten a punishment in this situation. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm just saying the fact that it was against the referees is why it was why it was that much. You know, if if and not to say that he would, but if David Quinn, if he had said, you know, to Curtis or to Shang or to Corey, you know, hey, can you fuck off with that? That's not twenty five thousand dollars. You know. Hey now, well, Eric Carlson brought this up in the post game. And I think uh, Quinn probably should have after the uh, Capitals game. But Carlson basically said, look, if he comes over and is just a man about it and said, hey, I'm sorry, we missed it. We didn't see it. Then it it's over. Like you're admitting you, you fucked up and we all move on. Mm-hmm. But couldn't do that. So either way, uh, Quinn gets fined 25 grand or what the Athletics says Kakinen's been worth this season. For dropping more f bombs than CeeLo Green, look up the reference, people. It's a good song, right? Uh, so, <laughs> and, and and another thing that got me in this game is Ramenda again calling out stick checking this team not being physical. When is this going to change? Because last I recall, when Greer did a press conference when he was hired, it was going to be we're going to be a tenacious team, we're going to be a tough team, we're going to be a physical team, or whatever. And they've literally been the antithesis of that for the vast majority of this season. Well, here's the thing. In the last four years, think about it. The Sharks, have they've changed the GM. They've changed the coach twice. What's next? Uh, maybe some players? I'm just saying, you know, and... and I and I and I'm you know I think the same thing. Some of you are not playing the right way, (laughs) right? Well, that's well. And here's the thing, and we and again, this is another thing that we've talked about. It go listen to any of the previous 186 episodes we've done of this dang thing. Like you don't have to, you don't have to go murder a guy. But if if a guy has the puck along the boards, dude. Just you don't have to even really run him over. You just have to glide into him and just say, hey. You know, you may get the puck off of me, but you're not going to get away without, you know, getting a little something on it. It's when the ball is on the tee, hit it. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I'm not saying you have to run out of the dugout and blah, blah, blah. But if you're in the box. You don't have to go get in your car and run the tee over. Exactly. Jeez. But um, EKA got an unsportsman like. The other thing that wasn't talked about in this one is that Vlasic at the very end of the game picked up a 10 minute misconduct. And I'm sure for words. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Let's. He's kind of got a, yeah. He's kind of got a a silver tongue when it comes to that kind of stuff. Oh, dude. He (laughs) loves to jaw when the game is over and it's all zeros on the board. But let's, uh, 
look at the whole EK65 debacle. We can take a look at this. Here it is. Fakes the shot. And now he's going to move it around him. Stick comes right up, whacks him right in the face. Unbelievable non-call. Two officials out there can't, and neither one of them can see it or de decline to see it. As David Quinn can't believe it again, the same official, Gord Dwyer, that caused the ruckus last game on home ice. Dwyer was the official that got into the confrontation with Quinn that resulted in Quinn's ejection and... This is a replay of Carlson getting ready to head off the ice, and that's why he got the two-minute penalty for unsportsmanlike conduct. And, and I'll tell you, I have no problem with EK doing that. <laughs> no, and, and the thing is, like... <laughs> if we, anything, I, re, I admire his restraint in that situation. <laughs> well, and, and you see guys all the time, you know, the guys will yell or they'll slam their stick on the post like that's pretty normal right i don't really consider that a and a, a like a, a major reaction but like to take your helmet off and throw it on the on the ice like that's like i've never seen eric carlson like blow his top like that like he, you know? he, he's blown his top but never like that at you know at an not official. at that level yeah if anything like i said slamming your stick and swearing like that's nothing dude you, you know Bo what i mean boss move 40 chest move throw your jock out there he, he, here's the other thing, though, and I you I, couldn't I, carry this. I hate I hate to do it, but here's the thing. Say it, baby. Say it. I that you know that situation definitely should have been a high sticking double minor high sticking. Nobody's saying that it shouldn't be, but I understand why the referees missed it. Even though a linesman is staring at it from ten feet away, linesmen don't call penalties. Yeah, I know, and that needs to change. Uh, our buddy Ruben, who was at the game, was on TV. So lots of as fans sitting around, sitting around me thought he was selling that stick to the face. <laughs> Re really, really? Did they did they not show blood on the screens at the uh, Pepsi Center? Or what, where the hell do they play now? <laughs> Ball Arena. There you go. I mean, again, I'm one of those purists, man. I, I go with the first name and I just stick with it. For all I know, the 49ers still play at Candlestick. <laughs> but this one, I, dude, Yorgev was the third star. You know, you got worked when the goalie gets a shutout. And gets the third star. Santa Claus, dude. <sighs> yeah. All right. St. Louis, 4-2 loss. Kakinen back in net. Blues are 2-0 and against the Sharks this season. They hope to win the season sweep. And, of course, they do. Good. <laughs> Blues <laughs> have won seven straight against the Sharks, scoring at least four goals in five of those games coming in. But the Blues had lost four straight at home and had one win over their last nine. So, of course, the Sharks in Sharks fashion, solve that little problem for the Blues. Look, the one thing I want to call out in this, dude, EK65 buries a Barbie pass. Then Hurdle <laughs> snipes a Barbie pass. For me, dude, Barbanov clearing away the MVP of this game. Dude was dishing it out more than a waiter. Loves me some Bar Barbanov. Sorry. And he just flies under the radar. Oh, and I love that you know about him. I mean? he, love that he, about like, him. Yeah. And man, I mean, it, it sucks that like, it sucks that the Sharks have a guy like this. Like, you know, he's, he's, you know, I don't think he's going to, he's not going to, he's not an 80 point player. Right. But yeah, but I'm, that's not what I'm looking at from him. No, I know. You know? No, exa exactly. Like, that's when, what I'm saying. When was the last time? You watched a Sharks game and went, ah, oh, fuck, God damn it, Bar Barabanov, what are you doing? 
Yeah, almost, like, I, I can't really I've say never ever. said that this entire season. Maybe once. Yeah, but, I just... I, I, it's really unfortunate that the Sharks have this guy now when they're shitty. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm telling you. I mean, imagine what a secret weapon this kid would have been in 2019, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's another blown lead for the Don't Sharks. Don't say it, H.A. Don't say it. What? What? Don't say it. What? You're going to you're gonna have to put up the graphic if you say it. I haven't said anything. You let me know. I don't. I have no idea what you're talking about, but... Uh, okay, it's, it seemed like there was a certain game you were going to reference. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, no wank alerts here. Uh, Buchnevich loves putting up points against San Jose. Eight points in three games. Oh, by the way, LeBanc benched again. Didn't play mm-hmm. since 638 left in the first. Uh, all because of evidently a bad defensive zone turnover, which again leads me to go, why is it that is LeBanc is the only one that is held accountable for mistakes? Whatever. Not only that, dude, LeBanc played less in this game than he did against Winnipeg. Not much less, you know, 32 seconds less, but still, like, it's a 60-minute game, and you played four minutes and 59 seconds. Like, (laughs) I, I, okay, I understand in the grand scheme of life it doesn't matter, but to the point of you and the point of the couple people in the chat, like, at what point, like, at what point does Quinn just say, I'm not playing this guy, like, you know, like when like give it me somebody, dude. I it, swear to God, dude. I bet you, Quinn is sitting there every day going, "Gadge, how you feeling, man? Can you go yet?" Yeah, I I bet when Gadgevich comes back, I that's I, that's my 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 money's on who comes in, who he comes in for. <laughs> I'm telling you, I mean, dude, LeBanc has been playing on the fourth line for what, like the last month? I mean, remember a couple times where he got a look on the top line. Yeah, and and even then, dude, like you look at you know you look at his his line mates, right? Like you Lorenz know, and Lindblom. Lorenz and Lindblom, who yes, they're they're around the same uh, place as he is in terms of ice time, specifically against Minnesota and against uh, the Avalanche. But well, and I think it bears noting Lindblom was also projected to be a top six forward for the Sharks, and he's. I, think, I mean, he still can be. <sighs> wow. Okay. What okay? What AJ? So you know, a guy has one bad season after five good ones, and you want to grade him on the bad season? I'm just grading him on what he's done in teal. Fair, and that's fair. But right up there with Mikel Bucker. <laughs> right, but I don't think like you know, I don't think you can objectively look at him and say this guy sucks. I think it's more this guy's having a bad year. Right. Okay. I mean, and he's signed. For, for next year as well. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm willing to give him we'll the see. benefit of the doubt. You know, maybe maybe he can pull the Bodker thing that uh, Mikel used to in Arizona where it'd be good year, meh year, good year, meh year. Hopefully mm-hmm. this is a meh year and next year is good for him. Right. But, and and, and if, if he only has one more year left, then I hope it's a great year for him next season, uh, particularly <laughs> with a couple weeks before the deadline. Yeah, right around the end of February. Sure. No, but you look, right? Like you look at the the ice times and everything, like especially like uh St. Louis against St. Louis and against Winnipeg. Like LeBanc's not even getting out there uh for the power play, right? And even even against Colorado and Minnesota where he wasn't benched, he still wasn't on the power play. Yeah. Uh PJ48 saying, "I would have tagged Lindblom as a middle six, uh and he didn't just have a bad season. He was coming back from extraordinary circumstances. I get that. I understand the backstory. It's also a bad season. <laughs> yeah, it's still a yeah, bad season's a bad season. I mean, yeah, extraordinary <laughs> circumstances, no doubt. I feel like the Sharks shot their shot. They tried to uh 
see that, you know, hey, maybe this will work out. This is the whole thing of like trying to buy low. Because I, I don't know that a lot of other teams were banging down his door. So, hey, give him a shot. Maybe it'll work out. Not, not every bet pays off. If they did, Vegas wouldn't exist. But the story for the game against St. Louis, I guess, is that Eric Carlson would hit a career high in points and would tie Brent Burns for the most points by a Sharks defenseman. So his season of domination continues. Then we go to SAP Center. Reimer gets the start. It's a 5-2 loss against Minnesota. Minnesota's the hottest team in the NHL right now. Coming in 8-0-2. And, of course, they were also sitting in San Jose since Thursday. Uh, Oddly enough, though, the Sharks won the first two games against many this season. Go figure that one out. But... EK65 with a goal and four assists in both of those games, but no Kaprizov. So you looked at all of those things and you're like, maybe the Sharks got a shot, you know, no Kaprizov. Carlson likes playing them and they've already beaten him twice. Nope. No. <laughs> Sharks going to shark, especially at home this season, still sitting on six wins at home. But EK65 gets that franchise record. And uh, look, it for me, I got to tell you. I, <laughs> Admit I, it. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I really liked Eklund this game. Yeah. Dude, Chief was buzzing. Well, and. and, He's and like, he wants the Sharks to, you know, to shove that ELC slide up their ass. <laughs> right. Well, and, and, and that's kind of what you have to do when you're a young player, right? Like, especially you're still getting acclimated to things. Like, it's not you know, it's not going to be as easy as it was in Sweden or the Barracuda to just put the puck in the net, right? So you have to, you know, I feel like such a cliche cliche saying this, saying this, but like, you know, you have to make sure if you're not scoring, like your details have to be good. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. No, I liked it. Uh, I mean, and the Sharks dominated the game early for the most part. It took like, uh, what was it, 12 minutes before Minnesota got their third shot on goal. Like the Sharks looked pretty solid in the first period to the point where I was going, Fuck, they're going to win this. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you know what, dude? <laughs> that power play humming. Dude. This game. <laughs> dude. That and then you know what it all switched on for me is when Svechnikov decided to get in Flurry's face and everything like yeah. Felino took that shit personal. As as you would expect him. Of to. course. So the at least so a couple things on this one just little notes that I find uh funny cuz it's another loss. What are you going to do? But in the pregame, I like that Brody is, you know, just before they hand over the, the broadcast, he points out, hey, guys, you know, the, no intermissions for us tonight, so thanks for covering. And they and Randy just goes, yeah, we look forward to that. And so this was, and I'm not saying it was a purposeful dig whatsoever. I don't think it was. It just sounded very much kind of like, yeah, we're thankful we don't have to listen to you guys during the intermission. Yeah, I was going to say, Randy Hahn's speaking a lot of people's language. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I That's the way I read it. I don't think it was intended like that whatsoever. Oh, but... I think it does. <laughs> not serious. Like, I think he meant it, but not seriously. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Shang asked Eric Carlson about teasing Brent Burns about breaking his points record. Um. I don't know how I feel about that question, but you know, in my mind, I was like, yeah, I think Burns is probably like, uh, yeah, tease me while I'm like walking towards the playoffs and killing it while you're at the bottom of the league. But sure. <laughs> now 
Here's the thing. Eric Carlson, would you say if now it's hard for me to say best defenseman because I prefer when defensemen like defend. Eric Carlson does, but go ahead. Um, would he be in your top five defensemen this season? Just overall defenseman? Yeah. He's number one. Okay. Let me show you what NHL Network posted at the beginning of the season. <laughs> Here's the top 20. Do you see Eric Carlson's name there? I don't. Thing is, though, at the time, that's not a terrible rating. You know what I mean? Like, like again, you you ha- like we always say, you have to go off the information that you have, and what info did we have at the time? You know what I mean? Yeah, but th- but that's the thing that I think is so funny is that you know what? Stop posting shit like that because it's silly. You well, know, it, you can sit just... there and go, "This is the way that last season shook out." Sure. Right. Well, that's the thing. NHL Network, see, NHL Network, they need content. You know, they yeah, they need, but you can they frame need something it, that they can you can replay. frame it more. You can frame it more honestly. Yeah, or or you can just say, or you could just say, you know, these are you know these are the top twenty defensemen from last season. You don't have to say right now because that's it's a moving target. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, to go back to something we were kind of on earlier, Pashelka asked David Quinn if he feels. There's been times this year where other teams have taken some liberties against the Sharks, and if that's something that needs to be addressed. And Quinn responded, yes, 100%. We have 15 games left, and you haven't addressed this? <sighs> Either yeah, way. I, mean, I, I just, again, like I said earlier, you changed the GM, you changed the coach twice. Mm. Oh, it, see, it, seems like, it seems like there's a one more step. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and uh, funny you should say that because uh, the one thing that everybody was kind of popping off about that we're watching the uh, television broadcast is the fact that the Sharks owner was there in person. Lame narrative. Now, uh, I got to say that is a remarkable impression of Grumpy Cat. I'm not going to lie. I think that's. I think you could superimpose one on top of the other and it would work. But hey, nice to see him in San Jose taking in a game and seeing this dumpster fire in person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you want to see what you're paying for, right? Yeah, dude, stick taps to him. All the credit in the world. Love that. Uh, from what I understand, though, this is uh, actually just one of a few games that he's taken in. It's just that uh, evidently the camera crew came upon him. I thought you were going to say that they filmed this at the beginning of the season to intersplice <laughs> into random games. <laughs> dude, that would have been tight. Uh, to me, it was like this was... You know, obviously you don't want to do that to the owner and, uh, you know, you can't unless he's got one hell of a sense of humor. But boy, when they do that lookalike cam and that they don't throw grumpy cat, I mean, come on. <laughs> Missed opportunity here. So let's go on to our hero and zero. The Again, to wrap it all up, Sharks one and three, just about as they thought they would do. And hopefully they do much worse between now and the end of the season. I want that top pick. Uh, here on zero this week, um, look, hurdles, a sexy pick. I'm going to offer that up to you in case, Mm -hmm. uh, you don't have to, uh, but for me, dude, Nikolai Kanijov, you are my hero for the week playing some heavy minutes, just throwing up there next to Carlson after being off for nearly two seasons. And for the most part, I mean, how many games did he play with the Cuda? Maybe 10, if that? Uh, he played, I want to say that it's 12 that he played. Uh, yeah, 12. Yeah, so it wasn't a lot. So to come and and I'm sorry for those of you. I don't mean to break anybody's bubble. AHL, NHL, not the same. And no. so similar, <laughs> similar. Uh, both are played on ice. But dude, the way Kanijov has just 
slid back in nearly seamlessly for me. Dude, you're my hero, buddy. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna give you a cape, jerk nice. jerk man. So I mine is gonna be a little bit of a cop out here. I'm gonna say the I'm because I'm gonna say the Sharks big name players. You know, Barabanov three assists this week. Couture two points. Is this Barabanov week. a big name player though? Uh, he, dude, he's playing on the top line. But does that make him? You know, it's a, when I hear like big name player, I think I associate that with big contract. So I'm thinking Carlson, well, Couture, Hurdle, Vlasic. I would, well, I would say big name as in you are bringing a lot to the table. Fair. And, you know, Barabanov had three assists this week. Couture, two points this week. I believe Hurdle had three points this week as four. well. Eric Carl, four. Eric Carlson, obviously, doing Eric Carlson things. Like, yes. Dude, I feel like I'm a freaking broken record here, but even though the Sharks are terrible, you want to know that the foundation is at least in a okay place, right? Sure, sure. And when your big guys are showing that they have a pulse, that's a good start to that. <laughs> Jesus. Tell me I'm wrong. No, 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 no you aren't. Uh, but it, sometimes it's fun to point out the obvious. <laughs> uh, you know what? If, if it wasn't pointed out, how would you know it's obvious? Just saying. My zero for the week, I mean, we've already kind of laid into it. Dude, Kevin LeBanc. No goals in 14 games. Two shots on goal over the four games prior to the Blues. You know, benched multiple times. And did you know that going into the game versus Minnesota, William Eklund has played one minute more of power play time for the Sharks in 2023 than Kevin LeBanc? Good. And and, uh, I'm not sure who that came from. I don't know if that was Lacey or not, but whoever put that in the... uh, the after dark chat stick tabs to you. I appreciate that that little piece of knowledge. But holy hell, uh, yeah, Kevin, <sighs> it's it's time to break out the Home Alone memes. Kevin, Kevin. <laughs> uh, so go ahead, unload on your zeros, and uh, you know, hey, take your time for a second. So my zero of the week, and again, you know, we're we're gonna get a little creative with this one. My zero of the week is whoever is in charge of uh, making sure that Radim Shimik is is healthy and well, because guy, he keeps getting hurt, and I feel bad because by all accounts, he's a hell of a guy, real nice guy, you know, doesn't, you know. Plays the game, you know, the the right way and, 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 you know, does what he can, obviously. And just the fact that he can't stay healthy, it's just, it sucks. And so it just, it sort of creates a lot of questions as, you know, why can't you stay healthy, right? And I think maybe next season, maybe it won't matter whether or not he can stay healthy because I think there might be guys pushing for his job. But it is still a worthwhile question, you know, especially considering, I mean... He signed a four-year extension with the Sharks, and I don't really feel like he's played with them all that much since then. So who was your zero? Shimmick for not being able to stay healthy. But more so more so Shimmick's, Shimmick's medical team for not being able to keep him healthy. <laughs> no shit. So let's uh, talk about some other things now that all of that's wrapped up. What is up with the Sharks goalies? I mean, when one does well, the other sucks. What What is the plan next season, Jerk? I mean, the, like I said, Sharks... They're not looking to do well next season. So are we playing out the last year of Kakinen's deal and hope that the heir apparent is already in the system, whether it's Mann or McAniemi or someone else, or 
you sit there and go, ah, well, we're going to suck anyway. So uh, Reimer will stick around for a year for like not a whole lot of money. Or you sit there and go, hey, Staylock, you, you still remember how to get here? I mean, do you just, you know, put the uh, the Band-Aid on the mortal wound for a season? I wonder, and this this Uh-oh. might this might be a little too forty chest for you. A little too juicy. Do we think because as we always say with players and especially with goalies, you need to know what you have in a guy, right? Sure. Do you think there's an outside chance we see the Sharks rotate three goalies next year? Kakinen Kakinen is you know, if you want to say starter, sure. You know, one A. And then do you just, you know, with McAniemy and Mann, they kind of You just have them rotate? Yeah, alternate. You know, one will be the backup for the Sharks. One will be the starter for the Barracuda. Because here's the thing. If you're the point that you're making, where if you wait for Kakinen's deal to drop off and then you say, okay, McAniemy and Mann, here you go. You guys are the tandem. We'll see who's better. You're essentially saying, yeah, it's another year of terribleness right Mm -hmm. like you you know you you want one of these guys to seize the net now or at least as close to now as they can well and i like i like your idea because aren't the sharks gonna have a few more options next year like doesn't uh magnus magna whatever his name is chronos crona (laughs) so crona is one of those guys who uh, if he doesn't sign an elc by august 15th he's going to become a a ufa i'm I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of wondering if want the sharks I'm, a little more hype on Godro anyway, right? And I'm 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 wondering if if you know the sharks they gave up a third round pick uh, for Thrun. I'm wondering if they're on the other side of that where maybe they see if another team wants Krona. All right, and then Bopit was still around, right? So I mean, there's some hey, dude, you know, and then of course Dell. Because what the hell else he has would he have got to, to resign. He would have to resign, but yeah, yeah, of course. So I mean, maybe. I could see that. I thought I saw something funny in the uh, in the chat. What was it? Oh, Ryan saying the Sharks will be much worse next season, sir. I would like to, if you would like to place money on that, let's talk offline. I don't think they're going to be this bad next season. I think they'll be bad. I just don't think they're going to be this bad. So, if you would like to place a fin, we can help you out. So, what? So, what's your uh, forecast for next season? Either. Three three goalie route. I I don't know if I want to commit to that, but I see it as a realistic option. Okay. Unless unless they just unless they just get wild now, right? Trade Cac uh Capo Kakinen and then go with Man and uh, McIniemy now. You know if they I mean, you know, <laughs> when when you have nothing, you have nothing to lose, right? <laughs> and. Kevin in the chat liking your strategy. McAniemi and Man rotate in San Jose with Kakinen, and you re-sign Dell for the Cuda. You know, Kevin Way, I famously have always loved Kevin Way, you know, so shout out. Nice. We we like people who agree with me. Here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, 32 Thoughts. Elliot Friedman said earlier this week that the Oiler, Oilers were in on Timo. Uh, so that, you know, drop, spilling a little bit of tea after the deadline's over. And it's kind of like, you know, just, we're going to show you how the sausage is made a little bit. If you remember some social media posts and likes from not too long ago, and I believe jerk has mentioned this before. What didn't it feel like Timo and Evander were boys? Yeah, it, it appeared, it appeared that way. Cause there was, and who knows how true it is, but 
there was an article that came out that was basically intimating that Timo Meyer was Evander Kane's only friend remaining on the team. But, you know, think about shoe on the other foot. Evander Kane leaves and all of a sudden Timo Meyer becomes an elite player. <laughs> well, I mean, Brent Burns leaves and all of a sudden Eric Carlson finds his game. I mean, it's amazing. Talk about addition by subtraction. You know what I mean? But could you imagine a power play made up of McDavid, Dreisaitl, Kane, Meyer, and Nurse? How, how is that power play not scoring at like 40%? Well, <sighs> it is the Oilers, so. <laughs> uh, you make a good point. But Friedman said the Oilers made a legit pitch for Meyer. I'm dying to know what was going to come the other way, but it was almost certainly going to be a Got rent. A- huh? I, w- I mean, I would think, you know, if it is from the others, I would think it would be one of their, it would have to be one of their defensive prospects since it seems like Greer is really, it's really important to him to acquire as many defensemen <laughs> as he can. Oh, shit. I would think, you know, Broberg or, um, you know, I, I don't want to say Evan Bouchard, but maybe Evan Bouchard, you know, um, well, dude, one I, of those guys. Dude, I don't know about you, but like the last couple of days, my Twitter's been blowing up and it's like... Uh, Alexander Holtz does this and Mercer does that. And I'm like, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But anyway, back to the Friedman quote. Uh, The Oilers made a legit pitch for Meyer. It was almost certainly going to be a rental with all decisions about the future punted into the summer. Mm -hmm. Assuming Meyer had a strong playoff with that high octane roster, there's definitely the possibility of flipping him to regain the assets lost in the initial deal to get him. I don't think Edmonton was the only team considering it, but I love the concept. I feel like that's such a goofy maneuver to pull. Like why like why wouldn't you just keep the freaking elite twenty six year old? <laughs> I don't know. Ask San Jose that. <laughs> uh also the Sharks were evidently uh, wanting Jordan Greenway. The Leafs see Luke Cunning. <laughs> the Leafs dreamt of getting EK sixty five, and an undisclosed team made a quote real legit offer for Mario Ferraro. Should have taken it. Uh, I, I'm dying to know what that was, but I'm dying to know who it was. Yeah, right. But the um, other thing that Friedman pointed out, he called Kanijov a Masterton candidate. Do you think he has a shot? Well, it was such a small sample size. Seeing seeing as every team submits a representative, yeah, I mean, who else would a, you submit? Right, exactly. So by like by definition, yeah, like I if the Sharks choose somebody else as their master team candidate, I don't really see how that could happen. So yes, I think he will be nominated for the master team. I don't know if he ends up top three, just because there are a lot of guys out there who have had much. I don't want to say it's hard to quantify how hard somebody's uphill climb is, but there's been a lot of tough moments out there for others, you know? All right. Uh, Pierre Lebrun earlier this week posted an article about big names to watch to be on the move this summer, Eric Carlson at the top of the list, but that it would all come down to how much salary San Jose is willing to eat. We've already heard Mike Greer say 18%. Is the ceiling or just I, over I don't know he said that. I think people think he said that. 
Well, I thought Shang had quoted him as saying, or somebody quoted him as saying that it was. Well, 18%. no, that's what that, that report from the Edmonton media that came out said that. But ah. but it's a it's a report of a report of a rumor. Ah, I gotcha. So, but but you know, but even then, you know, every rumor comes from somewhere, right? Right. So, um, let me ask you: that. Is the play move Ek this off season and try to take advantage of the season that he's having, or? is the play to burn another year of his deal, see if he can maintain what he has done this season for another year, and then look to move him at the next deadline. This, I would definitely say the second one, because what's the, like, think about it. What's the, what's the rush, right? What's the rush there, if you're San Jose? There, if there, Maybe if you ask Eric Carlson, he has a different answer. Right, but I think, but I think you know, uh, until he until he says anything, right? Like, <laughs> dude, I, would I like, just, I, would... I, I like Lowry in the chat. <laughs> Carlson for the master, for master. <laughs> <laughs> Solid dude. Good job, Lowry. I'm sorry. Go back. No, I just think like, like there's no rush. Like it's not as if you have to trade him or his contract is going to expire or you have to trade him because there's some hot young thing that's like pushing him for the lineup spot. You know what I mean? Like the sharks have nothing but time on this situation. Sure. All right. Well, either way, if he gets moved before his deal is over in any way, shape or form, whether it's ne- unless the sharks get back and you know, and obviously they're not going to get back the uh, treasure chest that the sharks traded to get him. But if he's moved before the end of this deal, if this is the only good year that Carlson ever has for the Sharks, is there any way to view this as something other than a net negative and probably Doug Wilson's worst deal ever made, considering the return on investment? Probably, but you can't blame a guy for trying, right? No, I mean, you look at it and it's just like, I mean, clearly, you know, some people go, Doug Wilson didn't do enough to make this team good. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? Uh, that's a... What, AJ? It's <laughs> a bold Santa thing. Claus. Oh, there you go. Uh, let's go off topic for a quick minute, and this is probably going to be something... This is going to be the time that Jerk like goes, make, goes and makes a quick Sammy or like hits the head, but local sports talk radio station... Odyssey owned 95.7 the game, unceremoniously kicked afternoon drive hosts Damon Bruce and Ray Ratto to the curb earlier this week. If you ask me, it's such a, a dick move to dump them. Like on a random Tuesday, you don't even give them the benefit of saying goodbye to their audience. And, I mean, evidently they just couldn't pay the contract that from what I understand, they <laughs> signed Damon Bruce to an extension like a year ago. And um, now they can't seem to have find the money to pay them bills. But Hey, look, I think if anything, uh, it just goes to show you that podcasts push notifications on social media are going to continue to destroy bland censored commercial laden sports talk on terrestrial radio. Uh, all that being said though, you can find this podcast on the Odyssey app. Well, but, not only that, and and not to kick anyone while they're down, but is that really like, you know, I I, I don't know that there were large hordes of people tuning in to that show. Uh, they they were doing okay. I mean, when you compare them to the behemoth that KMBR was for a very long time, 
they were doing fine. It's and we'll find out because evidently Damon Bruce is moving to our neck of the woods and is starting up a podcast. So which which as you do, right? If you're a radio host and you get fired, you go to start a podcast. That's just in fact what what was it? Was it Wazinski? Somebody said that you know that there are more people with podcasts now about hockey than there are hockey fans. I believe it. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, you can find our podcast on the Odyssey app, but with their stock now trading at 16 cents a share, I cannot confirm how much longer that will be the case. Uh, Let's update you on the bets between Jerk and I. So, you'll remember last season, I took a, a fine fiver off of him because the Sharks went on a road trip and didn't come out with a certain amount of wins or something like that. Then uh, Jerkman took a fiver from me because uh, what the hell was it? Same same kind of thing. It was a yeah. certain amount of wins uh, leading up to the Marlowe retirement night. Oh, that's right. And th- it was the fact that they had three games. It was Tampa, Florida, and somebody else. And I'm like, Florida's the one that they might win. They'll lose the other two. And they won fucking both of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, but there was another bet that game or that particular broadcast so it was a number of wins in the final 31 and they had to do nine or better okay and so far they have four since that so okay 15 games left oh shit (laughs) yeah dude the sharks have to win five of the next 15 12 of which are against playoff teams. The only ones, the only wins that I would like sign off for you are Columbus, which of course they should not fucking win, uh, Vancouver and Arizona, and eight of the 15 are at SAP Center where they've won six games all season and only <laughs> two in this calendar year. My my friend, Ooh, rub a lamp is all I'm yeah. saying. Rub yeah, a lamp. that's, that's, uh, yeah, <laughs> dude. So, and to get back to, uh, I think it was, uh, Ryan mentioned it, but, uh, that they would have a better season or they would have a worse season next year. Last year they were, had 77 points right now. They're on pace to have 61 points. I think they'll do better than 61. Will they hit 70 next year? Debatable, especially if the special teams remains where they are. I mean, they, they did score two power play goals against Minnesota up before that they were one for 28. They had scored more shorthanded goals than they had scored power play goals. So I'm just saying. Uh, over the last five, Kakinen, 0 4 and 1. Dude, 890, 3.60. Reimer at least has a win, two overtime losses, 873. So actually, worse numbers. So I go back to the goalie thing that we were talking about a minute ago. Do you want either of these guys on the team next season? Ah, <laughs> uh, jeez. I mean, again, it all but, depends on well, to a, what the plan is, right? Well, that and it's a team sport. You know, there, there's <laughs> so definitely. They say, I don't know, dude. Uh, some people you ask don't think so. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. It's all Carlson. <laughs> but that, but that's my thing. The, there's sometimes where I sit there and I go, ah, oh, fuck, cacking it, dude. Close your five hole. Or, you know, you, you got to have that. But then there's other times where I sit there and go, that puck went through seven people and there are, you know, fans out there going, I can't believe Kakinen didn't have that. You know what? You try to see, you know, something that's three inches in diameter go through eight people and see if you pick it up. I You know, the 
<clears throat> the the and again, I don't want to, you know, like I don't I don't want to tell anybody how they fan, right? But like I was I was talking to somebody and I'm and they're like, man, you know, I can't believe the Sharks lost, and I'm like, really? Like you, you can't believe Serious? it. <laughs> like <laughs> you have not been paying attention, sir. Yeah, I'm like, I, I, you know, I, I understand you want the team to win, but let, let's let's temper our expectations here. Oh, dude. And I see somebody in the chat who was it? Burge. Burge saying Arizona played Colorado tough recently. I think Arizona beats the Sharks at this point. I'm going to tell you right now, Jerk and I are. Rooting for that. Not that it gets the team this much closer to Bedard or at least getting the best odds to get Bedard, but because we're still waiting for the payoffs from Swift Shark. <laughs> he said, if when we lose to Arizona, I will de- donate $50 to the podcast. Now, he said if. Th- there's it, He didn't say this season. Just, so the next time, whenever it shall occur, when the Sharks finally do drop one to Arizona, he owns us a crisp 50. I'm just saying. <laughs> Time will tell. I'm telling you. Uh, let's move on to some stuff that happened around the NHL. Oh, my Lord. Okay, dude. My head was going to explode from this. Bucci Gras getting it. I think weeks piled on, but rumors swirling about the NHL expanding yet again. Houston and Atlanta, for the third time, by the way, uh, being the favorites. If they expand to Atlanta again, how long before that team moves to another city? (laughs) Perhaps one in Canada. (laughs) I don't get this. Dude, we have balanced divisions. We just added two teams in the last six years, and we still don't even know where the hell Arizona's going to play in three years. I think... What the fuck are we talking about expansion for? You know, uh, to to go on to the Atlanta thing, like, you know, Atlanta is a bit different than it was 12 years ago when they lost the Winnipeg, or the <laughs> the Thrashers. <laughs> but, you know, so I, I Dude, think... Dude, it was maybe, different when they lost the Flames. Right, and so I think maybe with TNT being headquartered in Atlanta and with, you know, that demographic increasingly watching hockey, being interested in hockey, I wonder... I wonder if maybe they think, you know, like if I'm the NHL and I'm really thinking about it, I'm scheduling an exhibition game in Atlanta before I start putting a team out there. Oh, dude, great point. But at the at the same time, you know, it, it's an important television market for the NHL and demographically, like I said, things are trending for them. I think you at least have to do your due diligence. Yeah, that's it. Mexico, Atlanta, I think you could <laughs> treat it like, an, you know, like an outside the U.S. game where you're not sure if anybody knows what this game is about, even though they've had teams multiple times. <laughs> Atlanta don't like hockey. Just deal with it. Is it time for NHL initiatives to go away? At least the, these mandated ones. No. Okay. Go ahead. We're we're gonna have him follow that up, <laughs> but in the interest of context, this week the Minnesota Wild planned to have their pride night along with the associated warm-up jersey. However, it was apparently nixed at the last minute and reportedly the page that was set up to auction these jerseys off was quietly scrubbed from the team website. Now, we all remember the Ivan Provorov story in Philly a couple months ago 
Also, at the end of last January, the New York Rangers did not wear their Pride Night jerseys or use the rainbow stick tape during warm-ups on their Pride Night, despite promoting them in ticket sales materials leading up to the game. So, I mean, are we going to end hockey fights cancer nights because players believe in Christian science? Are we going to forget military night because someone might be anti-war? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm all for getting politicking and politicizing this shit out of the NHL. But if we're going to do that, I mean, hell, let's dump the anthem too. So, I mean, where's the line on the on the mandated initiatives? Well, I, it's hard to say because the the NHL, you know, for it, it's I'm trying to think of how to say this. Obviously, they're a, they're a business. They make money, obviously. But a big portion of the NHL is their charitable initiatives and mm -hmm. the things that they do for people growing their sport, making the sport more inclusive or at least claiming to make it more inclusive, giving, you know, kind of making it a, a universally loved and appreciated and sought after thing. Right. And so if you start getting away from that, you know, then it, it, it's, you're sort of reverting back to the idea of, well, you know, the NHL is a closed off league and it only appeals to a certain demographic of people and, you know, all of that stuff. Like, I don't, I don't know. I like, I just think it's, it's as a big organization that commands a lot of people's time and money and, and, and all these kinds of things. I think it's important that they are a fixture of, of the communities that they're in and they do, you know, do things for the greater good, whatever your feelings are on that. You know what I mean? I, I, I think if they start axing that stuff and they just do, okay, you know, it, it's straight white guy night, then is you it know, hockey like every night straight white guy? Night? That That's what I'm saying. You're running a hundred miles in the wrong direction. If you do that. Yeah, see, my, my thing is uh, I, I think you take a page out of the uh, Provorov book and just take it a step further and say, hey, guys, here's the, the mandate tonight. You know, it's hockey is for everyone, pride, whatever you want to call it. Any of you guys got a problem with it? Don't skate and warm up. Sit in here. Sit in the locker room. Yeah. And there you go. And, and, then, you know, and, there's... and it's also a great way to uh, tell who the homophobes are. And, you know, it's a great way to scorecard it. <laughs> I'm just saying it's oh Provorov you know you sit there with your little book Provorov has a problem with people you know loving who they want to love hmm interesting okay you know but I think it's if if it's done like that is anybody really going to say anything about it yes because I think the first know. time they they might because again it's going to be like oh okay so you know because everybody has to keep score so Provorov is homophobic and this person on this team is homophobic because they didn't take part in the warmups. That's that's what it's going to be. Everybody else who like wears a warm up doesn't have a problem with it and they're like, "Dude, it's a it's a jersey, who cares?" You know, I'm wearing it for 15 minutes while I shoot a puck. But I don't know. Last last thought on this? Uh, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts, but it, you know, <laughs> It's not without, uh, you know, it's not without, you know, triggering a certain, you know, minority of people who, you know, have a, a problem with with these kinds of things. You know what I mean? I mean, if you'd like I'm not here to trigger anybody. No, I'm, but no, but here, but here's the thing. Like, if like what you're talking about, like you, you know, say, hey, you know what? You don't want to participate in our pride night. Go sit in the locker room and don't be involved. Like, 
I'm I'm sorry. I don't really have a whole lot of nice things to say about those kind of people. Oh, the uh, the people who choose to go sit in the locker room and not be involved. Yeah. No, but it, hey, if you want to hide behind your religious beliefs or whatever, fine. But again, it's that whole thing of the you will be part of the story. You know, um, you know I, I'm I'm just saying I've I've never I've never heard anybody who's part of the you know the the um you know hockey is for everyone and and all of these communities I've never you know I've never heard any of them say agree with me or die so you know right. whatever. Well, we Kevin on? Kevin saying uh, is there a different way for the league to do it without mandating participation from all players? Well, I mean the NHL has essentially come out and said they're not mandating it. If they were, you know, Provorov, the, that whole thing might have gone down differently. But my whole thing hey. is like, if you want to, you know, if you really want to do this right, <laughs> I, I should actually, that's not the proper way to phrase this. But it's like, if you want to do it, it's you continue the mandates the way that they've been. If anybody has a problem with it, oh, sorry, so-and-so isn't playing tonight, UBI. And now, is that part of the upper body between the ears? Perhaps. I just... I don't know. You know what you do is, you know, you want to, you know, be involved as, um, as Kevin is saying, you want to be involved. It all comes from money. I mean, a lot of these, you know, groups, you know, organizations that are trying to raise awareness, you know, they, it comes from money and opportunity and, you know, having their message being heard where it needs to be heard. Let me, you know what I mean? I, I, I want to address easy market in the chat real quick. It says, so you want to force people to join your ideas. First off, it's not my idea. It's the NHL's. Uh, and I'm, I'm not forcing anybody to do anything. It's again, it's the idea of if this is something you don't want to do, opt out, sit in the locker room or, Give the player the option to go ahead. You can take warms, wear your normal jersey. That's again, it's the whole idea of like, no, go ahead, do all the other stuff. If you don't want to wear that jersey, you don't have to. Everybody else is going to. You don't have to. It's fine. Just know, be aware that your actions have consequences. This when, <laughs> when there are nineteen guys out there skating around in one particular jersey, and you're the one that's skating in a different one. Just know that people are going to go, why did this happen? And it will become a story. That's all. And yeah, but it, hold on. Let me finish, please. Uh, Easy also saying Provorov never said anything. Provorov did say something. He said it post game. He said that it had to do with his religious beliefs. Like, what was it? Like Russian Orthodox something or other? Mm -hmm. So it's like, no. So he did say something. But anyway, well, I don't, and, and, uh, go ahead. No, here's the other thing. It, again, it's a weak excuse if you ask me and you know what i if this makes you not want to listen to this podcast anymore i don't know what to tell you because you know i know plenty of people who they believe in god and they go to church and that's their thing and you know what go Good ahead for them. believe in that yeah they go ahead have, believe in that they thing. have their thing they have their thing that they believe in and they do i don't turn my nose down to somebody who believes in god and goes to church i turn my nose down to people who say because of my small-minded ideas, I don't believe that you should be allowed to marry somebody unless they're the opposite sex or gender of you. Those are the people I turn my nose down to. If you want to go to church and be a good person, awesome. Good for you. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> 
So you know what? Uh, for those of you who uh, enjoy a little bit of the uh, back and forth and, and would like to have, um, shall I say, intelligent, well-thought, thought-provoking, evidence-based dialogue on this, we'll see you in the Discord later. Uh, if you just want to come in and say, oh, you're just woke and blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. Because woke for me is a word that has been hijacked to mean something that it doesn't. Wow. Look, you're such a loser. How dare for you? How dare you care about other people? It's the I know, stupidest right? fucking thing I've ever heard. Move on. <laughs> well, it's just the idea of like, I thought woke was supposed to be like enlightened, empathetic, you know? Yeah, but exactly. You nailed it. How dare you care about somebody other than yourself? Uh, there were a rumor. Oh, my God. This rumor had my head exploding. Multiple reports that New Era. These guys make hats, for fuck's sakes. But <laughs> they want to take nice over. hats, I might add. Oh, yes. No. Very, top, of the, top of the list for me. Uh, want to take over for Adidas as the NHL's jersey manufacturer. Now, that, that could be an interesting choice. But we're a month away from the season ending with one year left on Adidas's deal. Companies need time to test, prototype, ramp up production. I'm 18 I'm, months minimum. Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty sure the choice has already been made. Uh I'll also bet that the vast majority of fans won't like it because the vast majority of fans don't like anything that changes. <laughs> but <laughs> Even if part. they even if they went back to like Reebok, like it would be like, hey, I was starting to get used to that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Laurel hitting me up in the chat. Where's my Stein? Uh, I need your address. Slide into my DM. I thought I hit you up on that, but anyway, uh, the best part of this week, though, at least for me, was uh, a little bit of a shout out when our buddies at Aesthetics kind of. Oh, I like these guys. Uh, oh, I do too, but you know, they they iced me. But go ahead. Oh man. Um either way, Aesthetics did a great video this week talking about uh the I mean CCM, Nike, you know, the the usual suspects, then also calling out a couple people where they're like Bauer, Warrior, other people that are involved in hockey, maybe not so much in the jersey game. So uh anyway, a little tidbit from the aesthetics video this week because uh well i think you'll understand why i liked it now by most accounts fanatics is a company with cheap and crummy products and even worse customer service now some believe fanatics may be looking to get into the on ice business outfitting the teams so they can sell the authentic jerseys as well but given their spotty track record when it comes to quality control you'd be understandably concerned if the nhl goes down this path <laughs> <laughs> appreciate the shout out buddy I was going to say, that, that Twitter account looks vaguely familiar. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> but he's right, man. You know, if Fanatics gets this deal, and from all likelihood, they probably will. I mean, they're already in bed with the NHL. They've got their merch agreement that I think goes for like another eight years or something. Let me ask you a question. Say it, baby. Say it. If the, if the NHL goes... With fanatics for I the will, on I ice will, jerseys, I will never buy a jersey. Yeah, how? Because <laughs> how many games into the season is there a stray <laughs> nameplate on the ice? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, they literally have a reputation for being among the one of the worst apparel makers on the planet. <laughs> like 
Colors are wrong. Printing fades with one wash. Nameplates are misspelled upside down, coming off. Well, not only that, dude, and, and, and you know, for for years there have been folks out there who've said, oh, my God, fanatics, let it go, let it go, let it go. And, you know, maybe, they, maybe they're onto something. But at the same time, the uh, – there was an article that had come out. Uh, it was on, um, it was about the Islanders, you know, what they're doing with their merchandise shop and kind of, you know, the inside baseball uh, a little bit. And when <laughs> I saw this, stick tap the Jack, go ahead. <laughs> when I saw this, um, you know, I was thinking, huh, amazing how great things can be for you. If, uh, if you get rid of fanatics and sure and sure enough, I read this article that says the Islanders have found success because they've gone a different path from fanatics and their over 50 professional and collegiate sports partners. Yeah. So I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, uh, somebody out there, you know, I was thinking it and then they said it, you know, and, and, and I, you know, I'm not going to say who, but I did have somebody send me a DM they said the ditch fanatics and not sell garbage approach is definitely the right one. Yeah. Well, th- it this reminds me a bit of a, uh, boy, I wish I could remember what the company w- or the periodical, uh, for those of you, magazine, uh, <laughs> that put out a quote. I wish I could remember who it was, but I remember Steve Jobs used it during a Macworld presentation, but it was like, those that are passionate about software make their own hardware. And I'm like, you know, to, to paraphrase that a little bit, it's like, if you're passionate about having awesome apparel, well, make it yourself. Don't farm it out to some company that just does homogenized shit. Like that's the way to go. And I feel as no, it's not that I feel, I believe that Terry Smith, who designed the Sharks, all the logos, he talked about when the logo first came out in 91. Back in those days, everybody, all, all the clubs operated autonomously. They were all mm-hmm. their little selves. And then somebody at the NHL, probably Batman, realized, oh, no, this needs to be under one umbrella. It needs to be NHL properties. Probably thought that when he saw that the San Jose Sharks were the second biggest thing selling in sports apparel just behind the Chicago Bulls. And maybe other teams were going, hey, why are the Sharks getting all this? That's what it needs to go back to. People, the the teams need to run their own merch, produce their own stuff, innovate, and drive other teams to exceed instead of just sitting there going, well, Fanatics is just going to cut us a check every month and we don't have to hire designers and we don't have to hire printers and we don't have to do all of these things when Fanatics will just put out horrible product that ruins the brand, but hey, we're getting our check every month and you know it, it looks good in the books. I'm sorry, I don't agree with that. I, yeah, well, I I prefer the days of when I went to the the, the shark store at Valco. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I would look in there and I would be bummed that I didn't have enough money in my pocket to literally buy everything in the store because everything was so awesome. Today yeah. I you know, I'm sorry to say, 
I go into the shark store and I see like maybe one thing that I'm kind of like, eh, you know, the rest of it. And I go, eh, you know, crappy design, <laughs> crappy. And somebody brought up shirt teak uh, or sport teak. I'm, I'm, they make good polos. Uh, yeah. Their, their polos are okay. Their t-shirts, not a, you know, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not a fan. Other, other people might be, it's, uh, aren't you a fan of like 47 hats? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't personally wear them, but I think they're nice. Yeah, see, I'm for they just, I don't know, I don't like them. Did you see? <laughs> did you happen to see uh, what Burge said about fanatics to kind of you know be the antithesis of what you're saying? On. Let me see what is it. Fanatics is not all bad. I bought a Chicago Bears jersey and they canceled it, but they sent it to me anyways, and they didn't charge me so three hundred eighty bucks. <laughs> that's the, winning, dude. Right that's winning. Somebody sent me a story that they ordered a $40 Kobe uh, Kobe Bryant jersey and they sent it instead of the, or not a jersey, I'm sorry. He ordered a Kobe Bryant shirt and Fanatic sent him a $300 Kobe Bryant jersey. Wow. And it's like Shit. hashtag winning. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. <laughs> but uh, I'm in, <laughs> Fanatics is the Pepsi of hockey unis. No, Fanatics is like filleting a sandpaper dildo. Like that's, Jeez. yeah, that's, that's, that, that's, no, they're the piss, not, not Pepsi. It's, ugh. I can't, I, I think that probably does illustrate how much I don't care for fanatics. Oh man. So anyway, we'll, we're going to see what happens. I don't think new era is going to get this. I, I think the odds on, it's going to be somewhere between Nike CCM and fanatics. And again, like I said, unfortunately, I think it will be fanatics because they're already so in bed with everything else. But I will say if it is fanatics, silver lining, we like to uh, find the positive here from time to time. Uh, my wallet just got a lot heavier. Well, and, and don't you think, I mean, like, you know, don't you think this, this might actually end up being a good thing? Because if they're on a larger stage, Oh, you think the NHL might finally hold them accountable for yeah, the shitty product? Might, like that's what, like that's what, like you know, you think about it. Like, uh, you know, I, I, <laughs> I saw something where you know two people were having a dispute, and it was like, hey, you know, if you really, you know, if you really feel that way, you know, it was one person saying, oh, you did a bad job or whatever. And they're like, if you really feel that way, you should go tell our boss. And the other person's like, all right. Hey boss, you know, so like, <laughs> Hell yeah. I kind of feel like that could be a good thing, you know, where they, they are on that bigger stage and everybody can see like, wow, these are really crappy, you know? Yeah. Well, and sleepy saying, I wish starter returned to make jackets again. They starter is making jackets again. <laughs> They're not making them for everybody, unfortunately, but starter, I have been seeing more and more starter stuff, but the thing is, is it really the same as the nineties? You know, it's, it's, it's a reasonable facsimile. Uh, but hey, try them out. See if you dig them. Uh, speaking of jerseys, uh, this bummed me out. Sportico reported that last Friday, one of the lawsuits, uh, this one brought by a Florida resident against Adidas. Florida man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what the plaintiff argued was unlawful marketing of authentic NHL jerseys. That lawsuit was unfortunately dismissed. Based on the report, though, the devil in the details was that the plaintiff purchased his jersey from like Fanatics or NHL.com rather than directly from the Adidas website. Now, I'm not sure why that has anything to do with it. I mean, doesn't Adidas supply the name and descriptions for the third-party sellers? 
Uh, but the good news is there are two other lawsuits still pending. <laughs> uh, at last look, those plaintiffs from Michigan and New York. And for those of you who don't know, New York don't fuck around when it comes to this type of stuff. So, so are they going to fly you out for that or what? I would hope so. <laughs> but we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I, again, it's like, and the whole thing is, look, I don't think anybody should, you know, like the whole class action thing or whatever. Like to me, I thought that was silly. It's just kind of like, just do enough that just change the name of the goddamn jerseys, make it more transparent instead of sitting there, obviously trying to, put one over on unsuspecting fans, unknowledgeable fans, mm-hmm. you know, like, or for the love of God, take out the fucking fight strap. Who needs a fight strap on an Indonesian Jersey? You know what I mean? To me, that is a purposeful deception. What, what, wh- why? Somebody please explain that to me. If you're not going, <sighs> fuck this. I'm going to be here all day. <laughs> um, Brad Marchand made it into the news this week. I love this. Tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> I love this. But he was asked, the last two All-Star games were in Vegas and South Florida and were well attended by players. Did anybody opt out in the Florida one? Was uh, it Ovi or Crosby or anybody? Um, no, Crosby I, was there because he got dunked. Yeah, I think the only non-participants of the all-star game were people that were like hurt yeah okay but we've heard it before like didn't Ovi tap out like a couple years ago and he's like fuck it i'll do the one game suspension it's <laughs> he's better. tapped out multiple times yeah so he's like yeah it's better than going to wherever so yeah he, um Benier, uh matthews oh. and tage thompson were all named but didn't play because they were hurt nobody was like <coughs> you know nobody gave it the hawaiian peace sign and just bailed you know yeah so the question being, should the NHL just keep the event in locations that players actually want to go to? And Marshawn said, listen, I was just kind of playing around. Everybody gets a little sensitive on social media. Really? Do they? Uh, I didn't know. It's a huge problem in society. What? People being sensitive on social media? Uh, anyway, uh, Seattle actually has beautiful views. Edmonton has phenomenal hunting. I love Edmonton. And then Detroit is, well, you know, suspect. The all-star game is trending in the wrong direction. Guys want to be in spots that are enjoyable to be in. They want to be in nice cities, warm cities. It's a long season. The game itself is a small portion of that weekend. You want to be able to enjoy it a bit. When everyone else is going on trips and enjoying themselves during the break, you don't want to be stuck in Edmonton when it's minus 30 or in Detroit because it's Detroit. No, I'm kidding. I added that. Uh, so, Well, here, here's the thing. And... I think the NHL got it right with the with the NHL awards because put it before, in the same place every year. Well, in the same place every year, but also in a <laughs> place that people non, like going to. <laughs> in a in a non NHL city because wait you know, what? Well, because let me finish. Okay. Vegas has been a team in the NHL for six years, but the NHL awards have been in Vegas for fifteen, sixteen, seventeen years. Right. You know so. Pre Golden Knights, the NHL said, "Hey, Vegas is a team is a city that we do not have a team. Let's do our awards there. So why not maybe try and do something similar? Maybe again, going back a little bit earlier to you know 
building your sphere of influence, getting more communities, more people involved, why not host the All-Star Games in non-NHL cities? Houston's got an NHL arena. Atlanta does. Quebec City does. Interesting idea. Yeah. But um... And... On the side, you can also kind of beta test it for expansion. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, that's that's where I thought you were going with that. But uh, I'm going a lot of places. <laughs> but I'm wondering if if that's what the All Star Game needs to do. I, I suppose is to you know not go to a place where it's you know colder than I Ditterod's nutsack. Keep it warm. Keep it fresh. I mean. It does feel like we're limiting where we can go, yay? <laughs> I mean, so, what is it? So it's uh, South Florida. I mean, and maybe you go the, oh, dude, how, what do you think about hockey in Louisiana? New Orleans, baby. Move. Yeah. I mean, when is the All-Star game played? Like February? No, January, uh, right? End of January, beginning of February. All right. So you move it like a week out. Boom. We got Fat Tuesday hockey, baby. Yeah, or even then, or why not? I and I understand why they don't say it with me now. Lake Tahoe. <laughs> <laughs> I I understand why they don't because you know it's opportunity to make money. But it, are we going to get to a point where certain marquee events are just starting to be combined? Like, why not combine the All Star Game and the Outdoor Game, or combine the All Star Game and the the Global Series Game? You know what I mean? Like, well, why not com- see, combine my- the two? When it comes to the All Star Game, it's uh, so it's very much kind of like okay, so we have uh, don't don't act like it's some perfect thing we need to protect the sanctity of. Oh, of course, <laughs> but it's you know it, it's you're limited to the Sun Belt, right? So it's going to be uh, what? Well, yeah, it's got, literally we, we Florida, got California, and Vegas. Yeah, well, uh, well, I would say Arizona because Arizona has yep. a lot of uh, golf courses. Yep, 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 yep. So, and even if the Coyotes move, Arizona still an option. <laughs> 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 I would say San Diego, maybe. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, you got San Diego, L.A., Arizona, um, Vegas. You've Tampa. Tampa. I mean, Miami. Miami. Yeah. Sunrise, but yeah. Again, maybe Louisiana. Who knows? Uh, I liked your idea of Houston, although I don't know what else there is to do in Houston. But look. Every city's got something, right? But it's the idea of like, do we need to go to fucking Siberia to to like hold the all-star game and you know who you know what i've got a an idea that is going to revolutionize the all-star game hear me out fucking greenland what do you think boys <laughs> alaska why, let's do the whole fucking mystery alaska thing let's do that well that's that's why i'm saying you know you you want to make the all-star game great again like sorry i didn't mean to do that but like <laughs> you want you want to make the all-star game interesting can i get that on a red hat like go ahead you know, you, you know, turn it into the outdoor game or turn it into, like I said, turn it into the global series. Imagine again, think about it. Like I said, building, building your sphere of influence, building, you know, getting more communities involved. Imagine, you know, and I'm going to sound like a commercial here, but 44 of the best NHLers in the world playing the all-star game in Berlin, Germany, you know, you know how many 10 year old German kids are going to be like, holy fuck, that's the coolest thing I've ever done in my life. Oh, see, and I would have no problem with that. Yeah, hold the All-Star game in Europe. Just, you know, do it three weeks before the season starts. You know, hold it. Th- Why the hell does that? You can still have the the bye weeks, if you right? Because, yeah. because there are 
two of them, right? Half the teams take this week off. It's not like the NHL just shuts down for two fucking weeks. Well, and, and not only that, but this is, you know, it's it's NHL happenings overseen by the NHL. They can make their own rules. It's not like they're following somebody else's rules. They can just make it up as they go. They could say, yeah, hey, go, you know, let's Gord Dwyer this. Yeah. You know, no, but what I'm saying is instead of, you know, a week on each side, if they do something like in Europe, the NHL can say, hey, it's our league. Let's do two weeks on each side. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I like that. But either way, I've my point being is uh, because look, all if 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 all the revenue, I think Puck guy brought this up. If all the revenue coming in is split among all thirty-two teams, who gives a shit where it is? Yeah, it's a I believe. Yeah, it's an NHL event, so I believe it would be part of the hockey-related revenue. Yeah. So, but of course, you know what is not part of the hockey-related revenue is all the money that the local hotels, restaurants, yep. entertainment, you know, that's going to be a boon for the city. But, hey, you know what? It happens. If if you're not the host of it, hey, do more to make your city a place to host it. Yeah, that too. Because, <laughs> like I said before, you can, every, you know, everybody says, oh, you know, Detroit sucks, Winnipeg sucks, New Jersey now, sucks, but you can be, find something cool in every city. Uh, to be fair... Oh, okay, uh, Detroit, Detroit does suck, but anyway. Okay, but every city still has cool shit, you know. Find me some cool shit in Detroit, and I'll play. All right, let's move on. You know who Tony Angelo, Tony D'Angelo is, right? Unfortunately, you know who Corey Perry is, right? Yep, I like Corey Perry. Uh, I I, I like him more than Tony D. <laughs> that's a, that's about as close as I can get, but. Uh, just watch. And here comes D'Angelo. Oh, he sticks him absolutely. Yeah. Right in the stomach or worse. No, Not quite sure where that landed. I, I, I am. I'm positive where it landed. And look, Corey wants a piece, but he can't get in there because Maroon's already in there. Asamont was in there too. So at the bottom of that pile, you don't even know what was going on there. Dude, I, I just liked hearing Asamont's name again. Thought that was cool. But. Dude, watching that video, oh my lord! Like on, like the thing about Tony spearing Corey Perry in the balls is that you know on one hand I'm like, finally somebody spears Corey, you know, <laughs> it's Corey Perry. Like if there's one guy who deserves it, eh, I think you could make an argument that it should be Corey Perry, but. I also think it's good that D'Angelo gets suspended for being a douchebag. What I'm saying is I think everybody won in this in this one. Although I'm surprised he only got a phone hearing for that. But he did get two games. I guess one for each. Never mind. Uh, Liam O'Brien. Do you know who this fucking guy is? Yes, I do. I, I'd never heard of him until this week. Is he like some, so, some low-level coyote? Who is this guy? He's certainly not a superstar. No, I mean, he's a guy, you know, he's mainly been like a career AHL guy, but he's come up to the NHL every now and again. Uh, he, Real he, nasty guy to play against. Well, he needs to work on his chirp game, probably. This this is weird, but... Oh, Timo, here we go. O'Brien, Tyson... <laughs> Entertainment over the last few games, Tom, right? Right between the benches where you're at. Yeah, always. <laughs> uh, it doesn't 
Never gets old. I can tell you that. So, Chief told Timo Meyer, you probably didn't bang a single girl in Halifax. You're so fucking ugly. I have I have questions. <laughs> or at least comments. That's an oddly specific chirp. And is O'Brien implying that women in Nova Scotia are ridiculously promiscuous, ugly, or both? Have you ever been to Nova Scotia, jerk? No, I have not. Well, I'm just saying, if you go there, you might get lucky, or you might not. I don't know. That just seemed like such a weird thing to say, that you're you're so ugly, you didn't bang a single girl in Halifax. Well, that's just such a low... <laughs> there's so much wrong with that, because number one, like, Timo Meyer's a good-looking dude, number one. Well, some people that point out the beak. Who cares? <sighs> right? I'm just saying. Like, like it, like I don't know. It's just I, I think it's for, he's like, not if deformed really, for Christ's sakes. No, but like if you really want to flame a guy, like at least come up with something <laughs> that's like at least well thought out and not like stupid and childish. You know what I mean? Well, and again, it seems like that's more of a slam on Halifax than Timo Meyer. I think it's a slam on Leo Liam O'Brien. I mean, <laughs> because here's here no here's the thing, dude. You can eat. I would rather people think I'm stupid. Then let everybody know that I'm stupid. <laughs> you right. So whatever. <sighs> Next All question. Right. Yeah. All right. So uh, th- this is a great. But by the way, we've gone into the funny video clips portion of the show. Uh, there was a woman. I don't know who this woman is, but she blew up huge on the social, showing the NHL a masterclass on how to market the NHL to. I, I guess you could say women, you could say people of color, whatever it is. For me, I'm not a woman. I'm not a person of color. And this made me interested even more in hockey. This is one of the best videos I've ever seen. If the NHL had their shit together, they'd be running this on NHL Network on loop as promotion for the league. Check it out. Where are we going? Basketball game. Where are we going? To find a husband. So we're here, and I don't know what the fuck is going on. Whatever they're playing, it's not basketball. Does this look like basketball to you? Oh, there goes a stick. A stick? Where is the ball? There's some fucking cool people at this game. Go, Rangers! Holy fuck, what's happening? They're gonna come out like warriors. Will I find my husband? Let's go! This dude gave me a beer! Holy shit, they're fighting! Oh my god, stop, stop! Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's awesome. That's the best fucking video I've ever seen. The Rangers should hire her just as their social media director to do all their videos, to do everything. Creative yeah, that was content. Incredible. <sighs> that is one of the coolest things I've ever, ever seen. And and you know what? Here's the other thing too, as far as like like, you know, I, I I've gone to games before with people who haven't watched hockey maybe as much as I have or at all, you know, first game kind of situation. Sure. And it's that's a pretty accurate dis- depiction. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, dude, it so is. It so is. I, dude, I am like, I, I want to, uh, I want to get her on the podcast. <laughs> like she, <laughs> she, I love this woman's energy. She sounds like she'd be a fucking blast to talk to and hang out with, man. I want to buy that woman a beer and sit next to her and watch a game.
Jesus seems like the coolest person ever. But if you thought that was cool, here is a uh, a slightly smaller person in stature who happened to be at a game. And if you thought that that woman got a reaction over hockey, check out this girl. I th- God, this is at a Canucks game. I she looks to be maybe eight, nine years old, give or take. But let's just say she got a reaction from the crowd. What decade do you think these bikes are from? The last time the Leafs won the <laughs> Just hearing 18,000 fans just, oh, dude, like roast moment of the decade. And you know she was fed the line, obviously. Totally. But man, what a payoff. <laughs> oh, man. Now, that would have been funnier had it been in Boston, of course, considering the uh, the history. <laughs> but god damn you know because that's the one thing and it's like um i'm sorry does does a little girl wearing the canucks jersey realize that the canucks have never won a cup but anyway dude yeah but making fun of the leafs is fun yeah that is true that's 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 something we all aspire to <laughs> but either way what is that it's a bike what decade do you think the last time the leafs won the cup <laughs> oh Anyway, oh man, time to uh, talk about that other team in San Jose. Ooh, Barracuda. Sir, it was not a, well, okay, last night maybe so, but it's the week started off really well for the Barracuda. They, uh-huh. they went two and one this week. They go to Ontario. Will Rydell, and I'm like, who? Gets a goal and an assist. That's Rydell's second goal of the season. His first also came against Ontario, bizarrely enough. But Gushkin with three helpers in this one. Chris Golo gets two goals. 11 different CUDA players made the score sheet. And Dell somehow goes 3-0 and versus Ontario on the season. Oh, are you kidding me? Oh, love it. Love it, love it, love it. Then, Bakersfield. 4 nothing, Shuddy. VL potting the 11th hat trick in franchise history, the second natural in franchise history. I mean, VL went off. Now, you talk about a guy who maybe needs a call-up between now and the end of the season. Might like it. But this follows Bordalo getting the first natural hat trick that came last November. Peterson had three assists. What was your problem with Peterson on my Twitter? Uh, well, because I feel like I did a good job of uh, singing his praises last week, and then to see you be confused at him doing well, I, I took that. I took personally personal offense to that. Yeah, but didn't I also say in the same tweet I said VL had three goals? Maybe you did. I yeah, yeah, it was very much just kind of like, it, it wasn't a thing of Peterson. It was just like, wait a minute. Where did all this CUDA offense come from? (laughs) (laughs) 
So Dell's second shutout of the season, 10th in his career, first against the Condors in franchise history. But it would all fall apart the, no- the following night, a 6-2 loss in Bakersfield. The Condors came to play. They were pissed off about the getting steamrolled the night before. Dell, in fact, got pulled for man to start the third in this one. That just shows you how off the rails it went. But unfortunately, not enough for the Barracuda. They are still outside looking in three points, actually, outside of the playoffs. Eighth in the Pacific Division. The Cuda will play three this week, hosting the Henderson Silver Knights on Wednesday and a pair over the weekend against the Texas Stars. And as we kind of mentioned earlier before, I believe that game on the 18th, both the Cuda and the San Jose Sharks on the same day are having their Hockey is for Everyone Pride Nights. So either game will get you in. You know, we're 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 gonna welcome everybody in all leagues next week. Is I think is what it is. Uh, Ian from uh, pointing out though the <laughs> Barracuda's roster. I I I want to make the joke, but I'm just gonna say he said it's he said it's pretty limp. I was gonna make the obvious joke, but I'll let it go, man. I'll let it go. So look for the Barracuda to uh, celebrate everybody next week. I, I dude, I kind of want to go to that game, dude. Sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. So with that, we kind of slide into uh, our final takes here. We got one last one for you before we move out of here. Although I did f- throw up a graphic that we're about 15 minutes ahead of schedule on. But, I mean, that's it seems to be the typical Pucknologist play, right? Did I lose Jerk? Did he like go make a sandwich or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm still here. I just wanted I just wanted to give off the impression that uh that I had fallen asleep or well, died or something. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you abandoned me, you prick. Yeah, you know what you know we're uh we are somehow ahead of schedule. So, you know, um good for us, although when does that happen? Yeah, I mean, you know, we'll see. All I right. guess it's time to take it to the tweet of the week. And uh, oh boy, oh boy, this fucking guy. Noted ESPN loudmouth blowhard Stephen A. Smith evidently pissed off the NHL by summarily dismissing the league during a broadcast last week. And uh, evidently after the fallout, he he tweeted a video of himself uh, talking that, oh, he roots for the Rangers and people need to calm down, which of course made me immediately think of two things. First, this guy spends 90% of his time on air ranting and raving and screaming like a lunatic. But no, 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 everybody else needs to calm down. And secondly, I'd bet a grand right now, he can't name five current Rangers. At least nobody not named, you know, Panarin. Uh, Fuck, now I look like an idiot. Can you name five current Rangers? Yeah, I was going to say, it's (laughs) Panarin. um, Zabanajad. Zabanajad, Lafreniere. Truba. Yeah, but Shesterkin. that's the one I was like, I'm like, fuck, why can't I remember his name? I kept on thinking Gor- uh, Gorgiev because we were talking about him earlier, but uh, Fox, mm-hmm. right? So but, Patrick, Patrick Kane, obviously. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> but either way, you know, my point is, dude, own it. You know, you clearly don't give a shit about the ho- uh, the hockey. <laughs> I don't give a shit about basketball. Just own it. But the thing is, I don't give a shit about basketball. I'm not on a network that paid $400 million to do business with basketball. So, hey, Steven, 
Maybe don't shit on the sport that did that, or better yet, hey, ESPN, hire somebody who knows what the fuck they're talking about when it comes to hockey. Sound good? Or option number three, don't pay for something if you don't plan on doing a good job. Right? Dude, just give everything to TNT. Yeah. <laughs> Let them... I want... You know what I want in a, in the new world? TNT, TNT2, TNT3. That's what I want. <laughs> so coming up this week, the Sharks are going to play three games at home this week, starting with the Blue Jackets. Lose, lose, lose. If you're part of Tank Together, the Sharks must lose this game. And then the Kraken come to town. You'll remember over the last homestand, the Kraken were the only team out of the seven the Sharks faced that were a playoff team and the only team that San Jose beat. A 4 nothing shutout with, of course, Martin Jones in net. Figure that out. That's the kind of season it's been, people. To wrap it all up, the Sharks are going to take on the Islanders. Again, that is hockey is for everyone night. Uh, again, unless you're came, your name is uh, Kevin LeBanc. And uh, how, how are we thinking the Sharks are going to do this week versus the Jackets, the Kraken, and the Isles? Jerkman. You know, kind of the same thing that I said last week, where I think maybe they'll find one win somewhere. It's they definitely procure. It's not going to be against the Kraken because, for whatever reason, the Kraken do a really good job at beating the Sharks. I almost with the feel exception like, of the shutout. <laughs> sure, but you know, yeah, one win out is this of the, is this the blind the blind squirrel finds a nut. Yeah, exactly. You know, I I think just despite us, I think um, just despite us, I think the Sharks are going to beat the Blue Jackets. <sighs> Fuck. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's kind of like I feel like Queen is going to be like, if you fucking guys don't beat these guys, <laughs> do you remember what bag skates are? Because <laughs> we're having one on Wednesday if you don't beat these assholes. Oh, Laurel coming in hot. Ian cares. He really does. <laughs> Thank you for the super chat, Laurel. We appreciate it. Um, I'm kind of there with you. I feel like they're going to go one and two, but I really don't have any idea where they're where the one is going to come from. Like, I literally think it could come from anywhere. They could lose uh, to the Jackets and the Kraken and somehow beat the Isles. They could lose to the Jackets. Again, like that, the, that week of the bet where I told you, oh, They'll beat Florida, but they'll lose to Tampa and they'll lose to Carolina and they end up winning those two and lose to the team I thought they would, you know, beat. So whatever. Uh, I think, though, um, dude, last week we were pretty f- spot on, though, I thought. So what are you, what are you thinking this week? Oh, three and one? Mm, With any luck? I think, oh, geez. I think they're going to get a win somewhere in here i don't know against who that would be like like going one and eleven yeah i don't i don't know who but i think they'll i think they'll get a win i think they can catch one of these teams sleeping but i'm not overly confident they'll get more than one i was gonna say i don't see it coming against colorado uh we all witnessed what just happened in st louis i mean maybe they can try to catch winnipeg napping and they did they caught winnipeg napping so foreseen (laughs) that's right run me my points (sighs) so you can find him on twitter at hockey underscore jerk you can find me at aj underscore strong remember to subscribe to this youtube channel leave your take in the comment section of the video if you were not able to join us live remember if you uh miss this one live you can catch it on the replay any of your podcast apps 
We're on all of them. You can find links to our social media, those apps, and more included in the show notes. And always find everything at tealtownusa.com. If you want that VIP access, if you want to hit the, shall we say, the jerk champagne room of the never-ending Discord party, you can hit up Hockey Jerk on the Twitter machine or... No, don't don't email me. Just Twitter me. Yeah. Okay. We're not gonna. His his email's been blowing up, people. So I, I, I check the email once every two weeks. It doesn't feel timely. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So hockey underscore jerk on the Twitter. If you want the uh, all access pass to the Discord party when it comes to Teal Town. So last looks, man. I mean, we got fifteen to go. Is there anything you're looking forward to? I mean, Eklund the has, season ending. Well, yeah, of course. But Eklund has played. I want to say five. Yes. It was the four games yeah. this past week, but wasn't his first game against the Capitals last Saturday? Yeah, he's played five games. He's got one assist and four penalty minutes, minus four. So with uh, with four games left? <laughs> I mean, yeah, in his season. Right? So, I mean, he, Eklund, his, he, he's a slide candidate, as they say. Mm-hmm. Is there any reason for him to play five more games with the Sharks? Uh, yeah, you're sending you're sending a message to the guys who think maybe they're going to be here next year and can coast into a roster spot. Because here's the other thing to consider as well, right? Mm-hmm. Is you look at William Eklund. So right now, if he if he doesn't slide, his contract will expire uh, in summer 2025. If he does slide, it'll expire in summer 2026. So there's a lot of time for the salary cap to correct and things to percolate and move in the right direction. So this is kind of how I look at it. If you get to either summer 2025 or summer 2026, whichever it is, if, if Eklund has a good season that warrants you paying him a lot of money, he's a good player. And if he doesn't have a good season that warrants paying him a lot of money, it means you're getting him on the cheap. So, I I know the calculated play is to send him down after nine games so that contract slides. But honestly, if they kick the contract, if they kick it in right now, I don't really think it matters all that much. You know, I think it's worth sliding the ELC considering how bad the Sharks are projected to do next year? I mean, I don't think it makes a difference because at the end of the day, there's really no... You know, 2025, 2026, you know, there's the capital implications are going to be gone anyway. So it's not really going to matter, you know, plus you it's now the time for a guy like this to get those NHL minutes. You know, I I, I think he's reached a point where, you know, he's done with the he's done his time with the Barracuda and that's it. All right. Uh, going into this week, those three games, I, I've readjusted my thought. Sharks are gonna are, are gonna beat Columbus, not because Columbus is bad, but because the Sharks uh, should not beat Columbus if they want Bedard. If they at least they want to increase their chances, so of course that's what they're gonna do is they're gonna beat Columbus. <laughs> that's, that's what's gonna happen. Columbus is gonna come in on a uh, one game losing streak. They they've only won seven games on the road, but then again, Sharks have only won six at home. But I still think the Sharks for some, you know what? That's probably gonna be one of those three point games that really kick you in the ball. So that's what I'm gonna say. They beat Columbus in overtime. Uh, the Kraken, for those of you not paying attention, they are in a dogfight right now with Edmonton. 
when it comes between picking up the third spot in the specific, uh, specific Pacific or having to be in the wild card. So I think, I think Seattle comes in and they're going to be pissed off about getting shut out the last game. And then you look at the Islanders, not that different from the crack in the aisles right now fighting in for the wild card spot. Now, I don't know that they're going to get challenged by Florida. Florida only has a game in hand, but are back three points. So either way, both of those teams, the Isles and the Panthers are six, three and one over their last 10. So I think, uh, yeah, I think they're probably going to, uh, drop the game against the Isles because the Isles need that game and the Sharks don't. So there we go. I'm, I'm predicting. Oh, two and one. What's yours? One and two. Uh, yes. Cool. All right. We thank you very much for listening, hanging out with us this week. Hope you remember to put your clocks ahead one hour. We will see you next Sunday and figure out which one of us got it right, got it wrong, or probably shouldn't even be here anymore. Speaking of not being here anymore. <laughs>